Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the FACT Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am FACT's Vice President of Community Relations. Before we get started today, we'd like to thank DBV Technologies for sponsoring FACT's Roundtable podcast. Please note that today's guests were not sponsored by DBV Technologies or compensated in any way by the sponsor to participate in this specific podcast. Starting college can be really exciting, but also things can feel really awkward when sharing about your food allergy needs with roommates and new friends. So get comfortable with future conversations during today's peer-to-peer podcast focused on how to start those conversations and feel confident about them with college students Maya Kanoff and Emma Sorrentino. Welcome back to Facts Roundtable, Maya and Emma. You're two absolute fact fan favorites. Your podcasts are some of the most popular podcasts we have. So I am so excited to kick off this four-part series with you guys. So welcome. Thank you. It's so exciting to be back, especially in the same room this time at Camp Tag. I know it's so jealous and listeners, I was just telling them I have FOMO. I wish I was there. They look very happy, a little tired, and their t-shirts are super cute. So now before we jump into the conversation, can each of you just share where you are on your school journey? Um, so hi, I'm Emma. I am a rising senior at UVM, which is the University of Vermont. I'm studying biochemistry with a minor in emergency medical services, and I'm kind of sad about it only having one year left, but I'm excited for a good one. And can you add what you're allergic to? Sure. Yeah. I'm just allergic to peanuts. I like how she says just allergic to peanuts. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Go ahead, Maya. Hi, I'm Maya. I am allergic to eggs, peanuts, tree nuts, and sesame. And I just graduated college. I just graduated from Syracuse University. I studied psychology and human development on pre-med track. And yes, Emma, enjoy your last year. It's going to go fast. (laughs) Oh, not excited. Okay, I'm excited to see Maya graduate. And I'm excited for you too, Emma. It's so fun watching you guys become leaders in the food allergy community and then go to college and you're still leaders. And now you're moving on to the next step at school. Yay. Hopefully that's down the line a bit. (laughs) I'm sure it is. So now we're going to jump in today's topic, which is roommates. And this is just such an exciting time for all of our food allergy friends who are about to start college. But we know from experience that telling new friends or roommates about food allergies can be really overwhelming. And for some people, we know they just avoid the conversation until they just have no choice to bring it up. Therefore, Maya, we'll put you as the person to kick off the conversation today. So Maya, 
At what point during this march toward move-in day should a fellow student consider speaking to future roommates about their food allergies? And how important is timing? I'd say timing is definitely super important, but you don't want to rush into that conversation if you're not comfortable with it yet. So I'd say like there's really, I can't give a golden rule of exactly when you should do it. You should just do it as soon as you are comfortable having that conversation. So for me, it was pretty early on because I actually met my roommate through some mutual friends. So we got to talking um, and got to be friends pretty quickly just over text and FaceTime and things like that. I did let her know pretty early on over the summer before we moved in together. I also, for me, I wanted to tell her as soon as possible because I wanted to give her time to really understand and ask me questions that she had. So yeah, I'd say just as soon as you feel comfortable having that conversation. And it doesn't have to be all at once. You can bring it up once and say, like kind of how I did it was I told her about my food allergies and I said, ask me any questions now. You can text me a week from now. You can ask me a month from now, any questions you have. And so that way it's also going to be in a way that's digestible and understandable for them and not something that's going to overwhelm them. I did similar things with pretty much all of my roommates. I liked to get it out of the way early on just because I don't know. I just didn't want it to be something that I stumbled on later on when it was a problem. I will say, so I I have a new roommate for my last year of college and she's moving in right now while I'm away actually. And I will say I'm realizing in the last couple of weeks that I have forgotten to have this conversation with her. And like we were friends, so she knows, but I'm like starting to really stress about it because I'm like, oh my God, I didn't go over some like, I don't know, house rules or just like my whole experience and stuff. And now I'm like, oh, it's going to be awkward because he's probably already going to have brought groceries in. And so anyways, what I'm trying to say is have the conversation before they move in because I'm regretting forgetting this time. Well, and I think too, you get comfortable because it's somebody you know, right? And so your brain's probably like, oh, well, she already knows about my allergies. But being roommates, a very different thing than helping you when you're out in public or at a restaurant or a party or hanging out or something versus, you know, like the refrigerator. Because you live in an apartment now, right? And so once there's like a whole kitchen involved too, it gets even trickier. I know that that was something for me once I moved in off campus junior year with people. It went from being just sharing a bedroom space to then sharing a whole house and a kitchen. And I had my own dishes that I labeled so that they would know. And so there are like extra little challenges that come when you're moving into like an apartment or house off campus. Yeah. I got lucky with the roommate I had this past year when we lived off campus because he was very like quickly just, I'm just not going to have it. That way we can share everything and then I'm not worried about it. And he almost just said that without me even asking. So now I'm like, oh my God, like, am I going to have to get all new stuff for myself? Like, am I going to have to section things off just because I haven't had that conversation? So again, (laughs) highly recommend doing it earlier. Well, I appreciate your honesty about that. So now getting into the weeds a little bit on communication, and I'll start with you, Emma. Is it better to text phone call, email, like, do you want stuff in writing? Or is that too weird and formal? You know, is texting a better way to go phone conversation kind of like what's, what's the method maybe 
that people really seem to enjoy? And is there any kind of special wording? Because I know, like for my son, he used to start off with like, hey, you know, this is something I handle. You don't have to worry about too much. I'm just going to tell you what I do and then what I need from you. And so he kind of had this special way of kind of easing into it so that the other person didn't feel this burden. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think your son kind of said a lot of the things that I would say. Like, I would often start off with, I know this is a lot and I this is kind of sad, but I would often be apologetic and like, I'm so sorry that you're going to have to like learn about this, but here's how I deal with it and here's how you can help. I think in regards to whether it's best over text or call or in person, I think that's really situational. For a lot of the people that are going to be incoming freshmen or even sophomores with new roommates, I think that initial text when you haven't really established a friendship yet, that's going to be the easiest way. I know that's what I did just because I was able to write everything down, make sure it said what I wanted to say, have my mom read it, make sure I didn't miss anything, and then have something that they can refer back to as the weeks progress on to move-in date. So that's what I did for most of them. Now, for the roommate I had this past year, we were pretty much best friends. So when we were, you know, all excited and talking about how we want to decorate and what we want what we wanted to do when we first signed our lease, it just kind of came up in conversation, which was really convenient for me. And he was great and that was a good time for him to ask questions and it was a conversation that we left open. So, yeah, I just think it's good to be flexible, I guess, with how you communicate, but for the incoming freshman, I think that first text is a great place to start. Yeah, I totally agree. Like I said, I was texting with my freshman roommate a ton over the summer before I moved in. So it was kind of just like on my checklist of things we wanted to talk about. Who's going to buy the refrigerator? Who's going to buy the microwave? And oh, by the way, I have food allergies. And so that's how I kind of started that conversation. And then we definitely had more in-depth conversations about it once we moved in together especially because when she first moved in, it was important to me that she knew how to use my epinephrine auto injector. So we had that conversation and that made it a more natural, like open space to just have a talk in general about food allergies and my food allergies and things like that. I'm really hearing from both of you, communication's really the key of everything, right? Just having some kind of communication going where, you know, it's open both ways and then you just kind of navigate to the people in the situation. I mean, it's just like any relationship and communication is the most important thing. And so especially in this case, when it's someone you're living with and sharing time and space with, um, it's super important that they get everything that you need to tell them. But again, I can't stress it enough, keeping it open for them to ask you questions if they ever have any that come up. So now what is considered like a reasonable ask with a roommate? I know I've had several parents ask me in our college Facebook group for parents of students, you know, in college and high school, and they'll often ask, like, what's reasonable? Like, is it reasonable to say no allergens in the room and not in the shampoos? Is it reasonable for a student to say, hey, look, I'm going to have my nut bars, but they're going to be in a Ziploc bag in this drawer, and I'm just going to take them out of the room when I eat them? Like, how do you navigate that? Like, how does a student know what's too much or what's too little? I think, again, that's definitely going to be a situational thing. Um, The most important thing is that 
you are going to be comfortable in the space you're living with. So if you need to ask more of your roommate, then don't hold back in asking for things to try and make them comfortable because you're the one who's living with this serious life-threatening condition. And if they're someone who's not going to understand those asks, whatever they may be, then that's a situation where you may need to talk to the school about switching roommates or having a single or something like that. It's about your safety, not their comfort. And if they're not going to agree to what you need to be safe, then that's not going to be a great living situation moving forward. But yeah, for me, I grew up, my family kept my allergens in the house. So I was always comfortable with it as long as my roommate knew that I was allergic to it. And so she kept it on her side of the room and like she would never bring snacks and food I was allergic to into my side of the room onto my bed or anything like that. I'd say I had pretty basic asks in terms of like the spectrum because I didn't ask her not to keep it in the room. The one thing I did, I didn't want her to ever have like fresh nuts in a shell that she was crushing up, but very few college students are ever going to be eating that as a snack anyway. So it wasn't a big deal. Um, But in terms of like things like peanut butter or some granola bars, I was comfortable with her keeping those in the room on her side because she knew not to eat them directly around me. I took a similar but different approach. My house growing up, we didn't have my allergens. A little bit different. I'm only allergic to one allergen, so it's a little easier, I think, than to take, you know, all of Maya's allergens out of the picture. So that being said, that was like where I was comfortable moving into college. So that was kind of my request and I felt bad asking it, but I went back to the, actually Maya said it perfectly. It's about your safety, not their comfort. And that's how I felt safe. And I I really didn't want to risk it. So that's what I did. I kind of went into it being like, if you really need to have these things, this is how we can deal with it. But like Maya said, if this is a a good person, they're going to be receptive. And luckily, most of my roommates were always just like, oh my God, yeah, I'll just do what you need. That being said, my experience living in the dorms was a bit different than when I moved off campus into an apartment because in the dorms, I was a lot more nervous about having things in my space just because it's such a smaller area and it's harder to keep things separate. But when I moved into an apartment, I was a little bit more lenient because I knew that there was more spaces to be able to separate my area from those allergens. I let him keep those things in his room and not sort of in the shared spaces because I felt comfortable enough knowing that I wasn't going to be going into those spaces very frequently. But things happen. Things get moved around sometimes, even in the dorms, when I didn't want them to. So my best friend was Clorox wipes. Like if my roommate ever got five guys delivered, which happened a couple times, I would just like, oh my God. And I'd just wipe down all my surfaces, even if it was on her side, because I'd I just would be too nervous about it. So I guess the key is set the boundaries, you know, do what you think is safe, but have a backup, have a like a little plan for yourself on how you're going to keep yourself safe. And going back to what we were talking about earlier with when to have the conversation, how to have the conversation, that's a situation where it can be helpful to have had that original conversation over text, um, where you're asking for what you feel you need to be safe. Because then if an issue does arise later and they're like, oh, well, 
I didn't know that's what you meant. You can say, well, I wrote it right here in the text for you. You read exactly what I wanted. So just to have that to fall back on that text with these are my asks for how we're going to live together safely. And then again, keeping the communication open and having those conversations throughout the year when things come up. That's a really good idea. And I really like that you brought up wipes. I think that's so important. My kids like showed up with like, you know, big handfuls, you know, worth of the containers. But I think that's really important too, because if you feel uncomfortable, you immediately need to make the area safe. And that's what's going to help right there. And so another quick question for you guys, did you have rules about visitors? Like, so if someone stopped by the house or someone came by the room, like, you know, did you ask your roommates ahead of time, like, hey, if people drop over, can you ask them, you know, not to walk in with a big giant bucket of, you know, peanuts to be shelled or anything like that? Or was it even a problem? Maybe it's a non-issue. I'm trying to think of a situation like that ever came up. Quite honestly, our dorm rooms were so small in like my freshman dorms that there's not room for more than two or three people in there at a time. So if people were going to be hanging out, they would be going like down the hall to the common rooms or going down to the dining hall and eating together. So I really can't remember that kind of situation ever coming up. But again, like if something like that did, me and my roommate had this constant open line of communication where I would feel comfortable saying, Hey, do you mind asking your friend to like take that outside? Or in some cases, I'm sure I would just say to their friend, hey, I'm allergic to that. Would you mind keeping it on in my roommate's side and not coming into my side with it? Yeah, I would say when I lived in the dorms, I don't really remember anyone coming in with my allergens. I mean, no one really has kitchens, so it's no one's really preparing food. But when we got to off-campus living, and people started, you know, bringing dishes over. That's when I would kind of sort of, if I was, you know, part of the conversation, I would just like, make sure, you know, everyone, I don't really want this in my place. This has been great information, but our time is coming to an end. So do each of you have just a parting thought for your fellow food allergy family who's heading to college this fall? I'm going to sound like a broken record, but just keep those lines of communication open with your roommate as early as you can and all throughout the year, because it's just, I can't express how important it is. For me, this is a great reminder to actually text my incoming roommate that I have to deal with this. So that's what I'm going to take away from this podcast. But just like Maya, if you have anything you want to take away, it's just remember that your safety is the most important thing. So you got to stick up for yourself and whatever that looks like is what that looks like. I think those are sage words. Thank you so much again, ladies, for your time today. And for listeners, join us in part two, where we'll be discussing defining safe at college. Actually, I'm very excited for this conversation. So tune in next week. And once again, before we sign off, I just want to say thank you again to DBV Technologies for sponsoring Facts Roundtable podcast. But please note that today's guests were not sponsored by DBV Technologies or compensated in any way by the sponsor to participate in this specific podcast. Thank you for listening to Facts Roundtable podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. 
please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another. Oh,